are thirsty for some pro wrestling punditry because we got it here for your ear holes. It is me, the Wrestling Inc. Managing Editor, Nick Hausman, back for another episode of The Weekly and joined here as I am just about every Thursday by my good friend Justin Labar. Justin, have you slept? How are you feeling? Uh, I have not had a lot of as many hours as I like, but I'm 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 here and ready to do this. My poor uh, my poor girlfriend right now is dealing with some back spasms, and so she's taking um, muscle relaxers. And she take a, she took a few and she settled into the couch. She's feeling all nice. And then NXT went to start last night. She goes, wait, there's wrestling on Wednesdays now. And I was like, yeah. She goes, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's definitely settling in. The reality is here. Wednesday wrestling is upon us. Friday wrestling just over the hump. I'm going to need to to buy some stronger coffee, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, it was crazy. I've, I've done uh, done po- you know Sunday night post-Clash uh, post show, Tuesday night post-show, Wednesday Winkley, Wednesday night NXT post-show. Uh, and then next week it'll be Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and two Winkleys. It's a... It's, uh, it's heating up. It's that time. It's it's good. It's good for it trickles down. It's good good for the workers. It's good for us. It means uh, more content, more money. Well, we got a lot of NXT news to talk to here. Talk about here today, obviously, uh, with the big USA debut last night. Uh, but not are you not only are you going to hear us get to pundit about that and all the other rest of the news of the day. We also got some special audio for your ear holes here. Uh, and in the spirit of this NXT on USA debut day, we are going to give you the full audio from Triple H's. Post NXT on USA Media Call. It happened last night around 9:30 Central Time. Um, I actually got to get on the call this time. Had a chance to ask uh, uh, Paul a question. I uh, asked him about Ciampa's recovery, which we'll get to here in a little bit. Um, but uh, we got that for you. And then right after the Triple H Media Call audio, we're going to give you our good friend Andy Malnowski's interview with the one and only uh, M Dog Matt Cross, son of Havoc. Later on in the show, two big guests. I can't wait to, to deliver it for you all. But uh, let's get to it here. The news of the day, the news you can use, news that'll leave a bruise, NXT's USA debut. Now, uh, a lot of news coming out of this show. Uh, but before we get to the news, Justin, how did you feel about this debut episode of NXT on USA? Uh, I was entertained. I thought it was good. Um, I was underwhelmed by the ending uh, hindsight 2020 being the Monday morning quarterback armchair booker whatever the case may be uh, I would have used if that's how they intended to just have kind of the open-ended brawl of oh my god you know you know here's all the NXT talents I would have used that to end hour one and segue into hour two in the network and I would have replaced the main event segment to end the whole show with either maybe Velveteen Dreams match or even even Leo Rush's surprise match that happened uh, for the number one contendership of the Cruiserweight title. So, you know, there's some things, uh, but, you know, it was a good show. You know, there's the, the, certainly, I know, and I think, you know, I know we'll hear it later. I, I know they're going to, you know, there's going to be evolution. There's going to be, you know, adding things, making, you know, making the show as, as, as boldly produced and looking good um so but I, I thought i thought it wasn't a bad start i think they will get over a million people that, that watched it i felt like they were holding a lot back you know and i definitely get that vibe uh from paul or hunter whatever you want to call him here on the media call you hear later is i feel like they they knew they got a lot of room to run here so you didn't need to give too much away here on this first show was it enough to grip people though and get them on the hook uh to come back for next week and then of course for the big showdown here starting on 10 2 uh, i will say um the nxt the Full Sail University crowd um, and that arena, um, it did it did give me the vibe that I was a little worried about, which is that it felt, and I know it's a studio show, whatever you want to call it, but it felt a little small to me, right? Especially in the moments where there was action going on and the fans are so 
a custom there because these are the same fans that come to, to many of the shows uh, to waiting for big moments to happen. So when matches are going on, the fans are very respectful. It almost reminds me of a New Japan show in a way, but very quiet. Um, did that affect you at all? Did you did you notice that um, about the the? I mean, I'm a little bit on the opposite. I, I will say, I mean, obviously, yes, it is small. It is like it's, it's a you know it's a studio wrestling show essentially with a, a billion dollar budget or multi million dollar budget at least. Um, you know, yeah, it, it it really shows how you know if you're paying attention, you you it draws attention how small the place is. Like when they're doing that brawl, when Riddle and Dane are are brawling right into that parking lot, you know, you realize okay, this does not look like what it does when they brawl on Raw or SmackDown and they're in these giant, you know, much bigger arenas. You know, yeah, it's a small, intimate setting, but actually with the crowd, you know, um, I actually was uh, several times noted to myself, if you watch wrestling on Monday nights on USA and you watch, you know, the crowd's pretty quiet a lot. You watch on Tuesdays for SmackDown, crowd's pretty quiet. But this crowd, because they will literally cheer for anything because they are such rabid NXT supporters and loyalists, there, there's like they react to every move. I thought, I thought they, I thought that they, I thought that. I think they did. I think did the, well. The Velveteen Dream Roderick Strong match got a big reaction at the end. They were definitely into the last three minutes. But man, if you go back and watch that, I think the first ten of that it was quiet. You know, and and it's not that it's not that I don't think that anybody was entertained. I just think that that's I think that that's a different thing for them there. I think there's a lot of respect uh, for the for the performers. Again, it just reminded me more of a New Japan audience um because you know the, uh, it's it, no quieter than what no was, quieter than what twelve thousand people are when they're in the arena for raw and they're not saying a damn thing well yeah. what i wonder though is if you're given two options right and this goes back to stuff i've been saying here for the past couple weeks but if you're given two options here the nxt show which feels more intimate or you go over to the the AEW show which is in this big arena and it's loud and it's flashy and you see all these people which one do you naturally gravitate towards i i just I think for me, once you see these two things side by side, I don't know that I don't know. I, I get that that Paul Hunter, you know, he he wants to reward these fans that have been there with him since the beginning. Let them be a part of this. But I got to think this thing is going to get on the road here sooner than later, especially once you see these two shows side by side. Possibly. I mean, that's, again, we have to wait and see what 10-2 brings. And, and, and that's a valid possibility, um, you know, and I mean, they can't really fit any more people into wholesale they can maybe do some production things that make it look flashier uh, but yeah i mean that's that's you know it's only been one week and you're right i think you know they, they they probably did hold some things back they probably want to see okay how many viewers can we get just off of the just off the announcement you know just off the announcement that we're going live how, how you know what can we get in these first two weeks when we're unopposed and then okay what big guns do we need to pull out once both hours are on usa and we have direct competition so, yes it yeah, does. i do i do i think i think glenn and i i think glenn referred to last night as a, as a soft opening and i kind of feel like that's that's accurate yeah well a lot of seeds were planted here for things i think we're going to see play out on tin two when the when the war finally goes down um so let's get to what happened here on the show some of the big notes coming out of it uh we talked about the end of the first hour here roderick strong defeated velveteen dream for the nxt north american championship big moment there wasn't shocked to see a title change on this very first episode Gives the Undisputed Era all the titles, really sets the foundation for them as a powerful faction uh, in NXT, especially for first-time viewers. I thought it came across well, but I I'm with you, man. Yeah, that that brawl that ended the show, I would have maybe ended the on the USA Network because it just had so much, it had so much uh, texture and it had uh, so much frenetic energy to it. And then rewarding the fans who did make it onto the WWE Network uh, despite some technical issues. Uh, that big title win there. I, I'm with you. I think that would have maybe played a little bit better. Yeah, chaotic brawl is a great way to say flip over to the network. The, 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 we got more of this chaos and show going on. That is that was a very underwhelming, inc inconclusive way to end the show. And of course, I know we'll talk about it ended ended early. And uh, but you know, I was a little surprised at Dream Loss actually. I. I, he, I, so too. I would not have predicted that he would be the character you'd have lose uh, 
on the first episode. But, I, you know, I thought that but, was I thought that was surprising as well. I thought they were going to use this as a chance to to build and get over Velveteen Dream to these these new viewers. Maybe, maybe uh, they thought, okay, it's going to this is going to help establish Undisputed Era as the faction of this brand, and this they are going to try to run things, and maybe this frees Velveteen Dream up to work in the world title picture. Yeah, very well could. Um, well, uh, we have, uh, of course, a better idea of what the world title picture looks like right now. Adam Cole, the current champion, uh, that brawl uh, did uh, end in a no contest here, I guess, for a street fight, which is bizarre. But there we are. Uh, Killian, Dane, and Matt Riddle uh, will go back into action. They will have another street fight next week. William Regal has made that official. And the winner of that street fight will become the number one contender to the NXT Championship. I smell a Matt Riddle, Adam Cole showdown here on 10-2. What are you feeling? Oh, that would be exciting. Yeah, um, I could I could get behind that. Yeah, I, well, I think all these number one contenders bouts were used to set up the big matches we're going to see on 10-2. I think it's going to be like a takeover. I think Riddle, Adam Cole, of course, the other number one contenders here, Leo Rush made that big surprise return, took on Oni Lorcan, beat him. He's going to take on the Cruiserweight champion, Drew Gulak. Uh, I would guess that would happen on 10-2. Candice LeRae, she became the number one contender. She'll take on Shayna Baszler, I would guess, also on 10-2. So, again, it was a soft open here, but it, they're building to this 10-2. All these bouts... Well, they right got to be, well, be careful that they don't put all their bullets in the chamber for just 10-2. I mean, they should definitely make sure they, they, they say, okay, well, yeah, this look forward to for 10-2. Here's the following week. And um, we keep saying 10-2, just cheap plug. If you can get to Pittsburgh on 10-2, I'm going to be hosting a viewing party uh, at 1311 Bar on the south side of Pittsburgh that has eight TVs, and it will have AEW on half of them, NXT on half of them. The sound will probably be on Great. AEW, but it'll be a good viewing party. The drink specials will be a lot of good a lot of good time. 1311 Bar on the south side. Wonderful. Um, but, yeah, you know, I uh, I think that all these – I know you say you don't want to – you want to be able to set up stuff for the next week, but I think you can, right? I think you can use these title matches as a way to launch feuds. You can have some screwiness in one or two of them, have one of them – be clean. I, I, you know, I, 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 you know, of course, the North American Championship that got decided here, so that won't be probably on the line on ten two. But who knows? Um, I see this as all you want to. I think if you're NXT and WWE here, week one, you want to try to hit these guys as hard as you can by attracting as much attention as you can. A night of big title matches um, that have some build to them after these two weeks of getting people familiar. Not a bad strategy, in my opinion. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, I mean, it, man, I just can't wait for this. I can't wait for October 2nd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just... Well, let's talk about these new number one contenders as well. I kind of lumped them all together here, but yeah, Leo Rush came back. Um, internet melted down. This guy looked like, you know, Triple H calls him on the media call here in a little bit, a money player. A hundred percent. I was so happy to see him back. Him and Oni worked great together. I think this was, I think this was the highlight of the whole show for me was this bout. I would agree. This is match of the night for me. Um, and yeah, you know, I didn't know where, I didn't know what Leo Rush's future held. Uh, I didn't know if he'd, you know, I don't know, but you're glad to see, you know, it's glad to see that he's over on that brand. He fits in that brand, especially if what, you know, what, you know, Triple H has talked about, you know, the 205 Live might just live a little bit more naturally under the NXT umbrella. Um, so, you know, this gets maybe Leo away from the road and people on the Raw or SmackDown rosters. He might've rubbed the wrong way that calls you know, him to, you know, be home for a little bit. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it was a fantastic match. And man, I mean, the, the, you know, the spot of him being thrown into the ropes, he bounces off the bottom rope into a stunner, phenomenal. Um, the slapping that him and Oni did, uh, I mean, whole thing was just, and, 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 and wow, look at what that one match, that one match, it wasn't even for a title. It was for the distinguishment to be the number one contender. It automatically just in that one match and one night has in my mind, totally now 
um, given new life to the 205 Live division. Yeah, uh, 205 Live. I think Cruiserweight. I think the 205 Live thing, I think 205, I really think that's going to fade away here and become morph into something else, whether it's a new division or whatever. But the 205, 205 Live, the concept is it's guys that are 205 pounds or less. And it's very limiting, right? I yeah, still have an they, issue. They should have never. They should. They, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think. I think it'll just eventually morph into just being just cruiserweights. Yeah. Um, which, or which lightweights is... or whatever they want to dub them. But yeah, because like I, I, that was my big thing, my big knock when when two five live got unveiled a couple years ago, which is like, you should never put weight classes in a genre that purposely inflates. <laughs> weights and, and 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 heights and everything like 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 it just it's just such a limiting thing i agree um uh and of course candace LeRae uh looked like a million bucks here another uh, quote-unquote money player i would think all four of these women man i don't think you could have picked a better opening bout that that was a that was a great open for nxt on usa the, the stuff with triple h too the the opening promo the interaction with the fans was great but i thought all four women here looked good and i and again it's like I thought the people were – because maybe it's because there's four of them or the action was so quick and everything like that. The fans were just eating this thing up the whole time. It was so energetic. Uh, I don't want to knock Roderick Strong versus Velveteen Dream, but it took the fans a little bit to get into that bout and where you got those reactions at the end when you could tell something was maybe going to happen there. I thought they were on the hook the whole time for the women. Yeah, women were great. Hot start. Uh, great you know, great to see that they get the, they get the honors of being the first thing that – being trusted with the first thing, the first match that the, the that this potential new audience on USA Network's getting to see, they yeah, all formed a great. Uh, uh, I gotta give a shout out to 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 Mia, Mia Yim. Uh, great performance, and I, I I paid more. I I have to admit, I had not paid as much attention to her previously. I have seen matches, but I I just you know kind of maybe look at a computer, looking up whatever. I was glued to this one. She really impressed me and had some some lethal looking left-handed uh, strikes. Uh, so I, I was really into her. I was in all four of them, but she she had a little bit of a standout to me. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, EO looked great. Bianca looked great. Candice looked great. Uh, great showcase for all the women here. Female referee, wonderful. So uh, it was great. Um, there were female long... ring announcer, female... sensational. It's, an, it's, all, it's a lady takeover. It's the evolution of the business. Triple H, evolution. Um, so we did note here that the show ended eight minutes early, um, which is just they own the network, and I guess they decided that's what they wanted to do this week. There were also the login issues um, that, that Hunter discusses on, a little bit on the call. I don't really know how much he would have known about it because he was probably so busy with everything. But I, 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 didn't, I missed the first half hour of the NXT on USA, the network portion with Imperium and Pete Dunne and all that. I didn't get to catch any of that. I tuned in literally as Leo Rush was coming to the ring, thank goodness. Yeah, I saw I saw on social media people all across the U.S., people in the U.K. all having problems. I did not. I was and I don't and I don't know if it matters on which device you're watching. I was watching uh, on a Roku and I had no issues. Uh, I had one quick moment of about maybe a minute worth where it started to get a little pixelated, like my my quality was not HD for a second, but uh, that could have just been my own internet having yeah. a yeah a I... melt for a moment. So. Uh, but no, I had no problem. But I felt for the people that I saw people going nuts. Huh. Um, a lot of cons. I mean, I guess a lot of. Con- I mean, maybe it's it's kind of like a, a weird good problem. A lot of concentrated volume of traffic trying to get, log on at the, in the exact same minute, essentially. So couldn't get it on my MacBook. Couldn't get it on my iPhone. Couldn't get it on my LG Smart TV. After 25 minutes of trying, I can't. I went into my office. I turned on my PC that I used to record this show, and that worked. That I was able to watch the show via. So. Anyway, what an odyssey that was. Um, uh, yeah, so Hunter is going to talk about this on the media call here in a second, but I did ask him about Trampa. Um, did you get it? Did you get a chance to watch the little sixty-second uh, Moxley-esque video that Trampa released yesterday? I did not. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, it's uh, you know, it's a real gritty 
bit of Champa working out in a gym. Looks like he's in a UFC gym. He's uh, got all his uh, what is tap out uh, gear on. Dude looks shredded. Uh, he talks in kind of a menacing way about he's ready to return. So I had heard the reports that he has been cleared to return to the ring. Uh, have not gotten confirmation. Tried to get Triple H pinned down on that one. I really wanted him to confirm those reports, uh, but he, he did not go that far. He did say that Ciampa is very, very close, about as, as close as you can get to an in-ring return right now. So it uh, looks like we'll have Ciampa back in the mix here soon as well. Um, which, which, is, is which is exciting. Which is great. Which is great. Um, there were a couple other names that were backstage. Ciampa was backstage. Uh, PW Insider reporting Sarah Logan and Alexander Wolf. Of course, of course, Wolf was part of Imperium, so he was on the show. Uh, and then Cesaro tweeted out a photo of himself in the production truck. Cesaro recently competed at a, in WWE NXT UK. Um, so, uh, you know, look. Great. Put Cesaro with the NXT guys. They ain't doing nothing with him on the Raw and SmackDown. I would love to see Cesaro versus Walter. Oh, hell yes. There's a lot of people I'd love to see Cesaro against down in NXT. So, I'm all about Cesaro it. versus Matt Riddle. Oh. I mean, you know, it uh, just goes on and on. Matt Riddle, Adam Cole... 10-2. Can you imagine if they put the title on Matt Riddle to kick off this Wednesday Night War? And then Goldberg hops the barricade and spears him and screams you're next and is challenging for the NXT World uh, title to take over. See, that playing. that would... Now, you joke, though, <laughs> but, like, if you're looking to do something big and you were like, if we could pick one legend to kind of sprinkle into the show and do something with to add that element to this brand, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's that's the the legend I'd like to see brought in and the NXT talent I'd like to see him paired with. Well, I've, I mean, I've said this. I mean, I do think. I, I absolutely think. Because, again, you know, and it is no more, oh, you're going down to NXT or you're being called up to the main roster. NXT is now part of the main roster. It is now lateral. It's, 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 on, it's on equal footing with Raw and SmackDown. Yes, there will be guys that are on the NXT roster that have been that will eventually go to Raw and SmackDown. It just as we'll probably see some Raw and SmackDown guys that come over. It's it's just just to shake things up when 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 needed, um, freshen the the matchups up. But uh, you know, I, I I think within the next year or two, I think that you're probably gonna. I would not be shocked if you saw, you know, Triple H rip the suit off and and, and do a rare Triple H appearance and have a match. You know, have some grudge against some you know up and coming heel who's trying to you know buck the establishment. Or I wouldn't be surprised if you got a John Cena on a takeover one time against a, maybe a Velveteen dream. You know, like I do think it's possible. We will see just as we see the use of, of the legends now on one offs for Raw and SmackDown programs. I don't think it's out of the question now for that to happen in the NXT context when appropriate and not overdone. Goldberg riddle. I would love that. I know you said it as a joke, but I want it to be a real thing. Um, <laughs> and uh, the last uh, bit of news here coming out of NXT's uh, USA debut. Uh, there was a commercial for AEW that aired uh, during uh, the show for some people. I don't think that it aired for me. I have direct TV. Um, now, with these commercials, um, you're, you're a TV guy. Justin, does the network sell the commercial space or does the cable provider sell the commercial space? It's a little bit of both. So it, it kind of so there there's there's two ways to buy the the inventory. Uh, I did get the AEW commercial, by the way, and I got the one also that aired on... Um, I don't remember if it was during Raw or SmackDown. SmackDown. But I, I think I the, what, the whatever, one. yeah, whatever one aired during SmackDown, the AEW seemed to be targeting markets that they knew they already had events coming in. So DC saw it, Pittsburgh saw it. Um, they did hit a few other large markets, I think, just because it's large markets. Like I think Los Angeles did see it, I heard. Um, but it's, but you know, Boston got a Philly, but I, everybody that was chiming and telling me they saw it seemed to be markets that, that are on the TV schedule already for AEW. Last night's situation is, um, 
you can so you can buy either national. You can either say, look, we want to buy and I want to be on USA across every provider, com, you know, Comcast, DirecTV, you know, whatever. Um, or you can also then buy locally. You can then just say, hey, I just want to I just want to be seen in this market or this, you know, whatever. So it kind of goes two ways. Local, local, local ones tend to be there's usually there's usually seven or eight commercials in a commercial block on USA for WWE's programming. And local commercials usually are reserved for like six, seven, eight. It's usually it's usually the the usually the back end commercials are usually the local ones. The first ones are usually the national ones. Um just to give a little insight to that. So uh they they definitely seem like they've bought more for last night um across more more providers. Okay. Th- thank you for explaining that. Um so with that said can WWE stop these commercials from airing? No. <laughs> Do you now is it possible for AEW to make like custom commercials where they're like, hey, I hope you're enjoying your pro wrestling programming right now. Maybe give us a try. Can you can you do a hard sell like that in a commercial block? Um, I don't know if there's an ethical or something to stop that. I, I mean, but yeah, they can, they can, they, if they, if they're willing to pay for the time, they can buy and WWE cannot because WWE, that, that's part of the deal of when, you know, that's, that's part of one of the things you know, WWE gets to reap the benefit of getting guaranteed money in the TV rights, but then USA needs to make their money back up. So they're going to take whoever's going to pay. So WWE cannot say you can't run. AEW, that's that they just can't do that. So does this go both ways? Do we? Do you think we see NXT commercials during AEW? I don't think we do, but I, they they could do it if they want to. Absolutely, yeah, they could they could buy onto TNT. Man, Impact they got to they got some they got some cash thrown around right now. They're buying whole networks. What an imagine an <laughs> Impact commercial Aaron during both of them. So what a time. Uh, well, the Xfinity TV guide uh, has uh, confirmed or has listed AEW's uh, Wednesday night show as. AEW All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. That'll be the name of the show on TNT. The guide lists a two-hour preview special that is set to air on Tuesday, October 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern, which is the night before the debut. The countdown special is named Countdown to All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. Um, you know, confirms what, you know, it's been reported forever, but a little surprising we didn't get a press release or anything about this. This was very unlike AEW for this news to get out in a non-packaged way. That is true. Very good call. That is, that, is, that is different than how they've normally done things. Yeah. You like the name Dynamite? Oh, uh, yeah. No TNT, Dynamite. It all, all flows together. <laughs> uh, well, back to WWE. Uh, at WrestleVotes, uh, they, have, they, have they had some news yesterday about the raw commentary situation here. Now, apparently, the current plan, as of this week, is for Vic Joseph, who currently calls 205 Live, and Dio Madden, former Houston Texans Brennan Williams, uh, to call the action on Raw each Monday night. Now, Dio just called 205 Live with Vic like a week ago. To the best of my knowledge, that's like his commentary debut. I guess he blew it out of the water. I got to go back and watch this thing here because he's uh, a two-man booth, Vic and Dio. What do you think? Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the time to make a change. If you're going to make a change... You know, and, 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 you know, they need, you know, it, it's a natural time to make a change. So if you're going to do it, this, this makes sense to do it now. And, uh, I mean, what, I mean, that's a lot of pressure, but uh, it's exciting. That's, this is what you get in the, you know, when you, when you break in, you know, like in, in, in Vic's case, when you break in to strive with the goal of, you know, working in broadcasting and I want to get the WWE and this is what you wait for is that call to be the, the guy for Monday Night Raw. So if it happens, if it happens, uh, this is a big deal. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited, you know, and we talked a couple months ago about Brennan Williams, the football player on the show. And you made me, like, look up to see what his jersey was 
Because you were so baffled that like he's a jersey that people don't buy. But here's the thing, Justin. The, the WWE obviously knows that this guy has some cash, some clout, will be able to draw attention because of his legitimate NFL background and the name associated with him to that time when he spent time in the NFL, Brennan Williams. I don't understand why his name is Dio Madden now. Look, I mean, because look. they no, they changed his name because they realized his name is not that big of a, a thing in the, in the in the football world. Dude, That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm just if you have Vic Joseph and former <laughs> NFL player Brendan Williams calling Monday Night Raw action together, I think that adds a lot of clout. I think it sounds very cool. I think it brings in casual fans. Why do the wrestling thing? Why rename this guy? It's Brendan Williams. I, because in because Texas. I don't think his name had that much clout as former NFL stars. What I'm trying to say, I they pop. have they, they're gonna have better they're gonna have better luck. Uh, just, just you know, letting him be just known in, in in this wrestling world under this wrestling name. I I don't think his, you know, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I, don't I don't know. I don't. It, it's like, it, it's like, it's like, it's like. I'm trying to think of a footballer. You know, like JBL. Yeah, JBL used to play football, but it's like it, that's the kind of level it is. He he's it it it, it 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 it's part of his past, but it's really not that distinguished. And was JBL in the that, was JBL in the NFL? All right, or sorry, let me go this. Uh, Vader. So Vader played for the, whoever he, you know, whoever he played for. Uh, okay. You know, like there's a lot of you know, it's or Baron Corbin even. Like Baron Corbin played football, so it's it's relevant to his past. But his name, he was not his real name. He he was not a, he was not a well known guy in the NFL. So that's why he's been. That's why he's not by his real name. You know, what I mean, it's just. I, you know this person, which is great, but I, I'm telling you, I, I don't get it. Here in the sports world, I'm telling you, I don't think Brendan Williams can carry as much clout as you thought in the NFL. All right. No, no, not. I'm not trying to knock the guy either. I'm just, just saying just, this is probably why they changed his name. I'm just, I, you know, that's fine. You make a lot of good points. That's fine. I couldn't find a jersey for him, right? That's for sure. But I. The only pop- way you're gonna have the only way you're gonna have a jersey for him is you have to go through the custom make jersey through NFL, where you'd like put your own last name, but instead you put his name and his number. Well, that's I- the only only way you're gonna get a jersey i think i know what you're getting for christmas this year justin and you <laughs> you will be wearing your brendan williams jersey about town <laughs> All right. uh, well um i need some other jersey to wear i'm a redskins fan and we're owing too so um well uh let's go over here to rusev wrestling observer oh yeah this is the Ru- this is the rusev maria story wrestling observer reporting rusev will not be the final reveal as the father of Maria's baby. So, Lana, sleep well tonight. You, your husband apparently did not cheat on you. The eventual plan is to reveal who the father is and build to that as a mystery angle for a ratings boost. Now, there's no word yet on who they have planned to be the father, but it's not going to be Rusev. It was noted that this will be more of a running joke instead of an angle that builds to a major reveal, despite the hope for a ratings boost. Um... Yeah, my I, I, my my two guesses are either Hornswoggle or Vince McMahon. Swoggle, of course, it'll be Swoggle. That's who it always is. Swoggle. <laughs> Get Dylan back on here. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is um, I don't know. This doesn't do it for me. That's all I have. It just does it. Does it do it for you? Are you on the hook? Maria does it for me, but this angle does not do it for me. Okay. Uh, Brock Lesnar has been announced for the September 30th WWE Raw. From the Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, the arena noted this will be the Raw season premiere. So that'll be the Raw just before the next week when everything really kicks off in October. For, so, so smart move here. Get things rolling. Get Brock Lesnar over on, on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, cool. Great. Well, yeah, yeah, good. 
Um, and my last WWE note here before I uh, I get to another knot. This this one just broke on the front page of the site, and I felt like I had to include it here on the show, especially since we're going to be gone for five days before the next Winkly. You you guys need this news. Uh, a WWE fan was arrested at Raw for filming a police officer and other individuals urinating in the bathroom. Now I only read this, you know, I gave it a cursory <laughs> glance here, so I want to read this. We can digest it. Uh, WWE fan was arrested at Raw after filming a Snapchat video. Oh, <laughs> F's sake. Filming a Snapchat video of a police officer and other individuals urinating in the bathroom, according to WKYT in Knoxville. Tyler Bollinger was accused of recording video inside the bathroom of the Thompson Boiling Arena. An arrest report notes that, the other, notes that other individuals were in the video and that a man and his son flagged an officer down to report what happened. Police questioned <laughs> Bollinger and found the video question. Bollinger admitted to having six adult beverages. Bollinger first denied the accusation, <laughs> no officer, but agreed to show the police his phone. He later admitted to taking the video of the officer and at least one other man while they were urinating, for God's sake. The officer said he was working the WWE event and had went to use the restroom. He stated that when he left the restroom, he was stopped by a man and his young son who told him that the man, they saw a man recording people in the bathroom while urinating. The man pointed out Bollinger, and that's when the police confronted him. Bollinger was charged with disseminating unlawful photographs and public intoxication. He is due in court earlier next week. What an idiot. What, a what seems to be the what seems to be the officer problem. Officer, I like I do that thing. Oh well, can we see your phone for the videos? Oh fuck. So screwed. So uh don't get drunk and film people peeing people. Don't do that. All right, last bit of news here. This comes from Major League Wrestling. MLW. They've announced that Dominic Guarini has signed a multi-year deal with MLW. Uh, Guarini is currently a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu under Chad Kuhn and James Klingerman. He has been in over 200 competitive jiu-jitsu matches and won countless gold medals from uh, IBJJF, ADCC, Naga, and Grappler's Quest. He's also been acknowledged by the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation's no-gi rankings as a top-ranked BJJ competitor. You may have just seen him recently uh, as part of Bloodsport. Uh, I have had the uh, privilege of uh, seeing quite a bit of Dominic here over the past uh, year and a half, two years, as part of Black Label Pro uh, and around the Chicagoland area. This guy's great, um, deceptive when you look at him, but a really fun uh, performer in the ring, and uh, I think he's going to be a great addition to MLW. Are you familiar with, familiar with Dominic at all? I am not. Well, get ready, Labar. Garini running wild. Uh, thank you, Paul, for being here. Um you know, first first night of this, first kickoff. It's um, I just stood in front of talent and said, uh, hard to follow up what they just accomplished uh, without saying anything that doesn't really sound right, other than to say how proud I am of all of this. It's taken a long time to get here, but this was the starting line, not the finish line. Um, and we went out there tonight on the number one network on cable television usa amazing partners for us for years and um put on what i feel was an epic hour of programming on usa number one trend us number one in the world the entire time number four in the world the entire time um 
tough to say much more than that other than I thought it was a hell of a night and I thought it was an epic performance on everybody's part. I'm proud of this team from from behind the scenes to in front of it. I want to thank our partners here at Full Sail University because uh, without them, this doesn't happen. You know, they're the best partners we have. And this, this uh, everything that they have here is top shelf and, and uh, couldn't be better partners for us. So um, great, great night. The beautiful part is uh, we get to do it again next Wednesday and the Wednesday after that and going forward. So I'm uh, I'm excited and I'll open it up to, to questions from all of you. All right, guys, we're going to start in the room. So guys, who wants to go first? Um, Scott Fishman, TV Insider. So um, talk about what goes into, you know, you can only make one first impression. So, so many tonight are getting their first opportunity to see the NXT brand. What went into the thought process of deciding what matches you're going to do, what how, what you were going to feature on tonight's show? <laughs> There's a lot of thought process. Um, you know, you, you mill through it a, a, a million different options and ways and, and, and opportunities. What's the first thing you want them to see? What's the most exciting thing they can see coming out the shoot? How do you balance a show, an hour show of, of action as much as possible, but yet still knowing this is the first shot at um, this bigger audience, how do you get them to give you the character development and that sort of storyline movement, but yet bigger than that is the characters and the, and the, the personalities of, of these performers. That's really what you need to get across in these first episodes, but by also making this as action-packed as possible. So it's a ton of going back and forth and what do we want to get to. And then once you make a commitment to it, now you know what's within the show and now you get, uh, now you have to figure out how to, to format it all. The biggest thing I was concerned with tonight for me was the pacing of it, given that I know bell to bell, we can do what we do. And I feel like we do that as well or better than anybody on the planet. But how do you pace that out now differently with commercials and those commercial timings? These are, those are things that we have, don't have control over. In, in a lot of ways, the, you know, the length of times of commercials and how many commercials you need to have in a show. So um, working all of that together, I felt like we did a really good job with the pacing and making things feel right. And it didn't feel like it lagged in any points or, you know, got bogged down. So I was really happy with that. That, that will be the consistent ebb and flow for me. Um, I'm confident in the talent will do what the talent do here and I'm confident in the team here from a tech standpoint of, of how we do it. So for me, it's, it's more the, the forethought of the pacing and how you, how you run this than it is anything else. Thank you. Okay. Does this feel like the next couple of weeks, more like a trial run because you've sort of got a one hour show followed by a one hour show as opposed to a full flowing two hours. Does that give you a couple of different opportunities in terms of formatting? Um, it, it does. Uh, you know, there's there's a little bit more freedom with our network to not have to to do some of the commercial things and and everything else and and hit all of those exactly right, but we still have to like you know there's there's no leeway at at the at the nine o'clock hour we had to hit that that out, um, and that that's that is the tricky part look that's the tricky part for Ross, the tricky part for smackdown it's the tricky part for anybody that's doing live television uh in that manner where at a particular time you are off the air 
whether you're ready for it or not ready for it. You can't go off earlier. It's you're going off when you're going off. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's the tricky part. The, the beautiful thing about this team here is a lot of experience. A lot of people know they're doing people with years of it. And, uh, and we can roll with these punches and get them done. It's not our first gig. It's not our first day on the job. So, uh, we have a lot of experience with it. Doesn't mean mistakes won't happen, but, um, but we, we have them handled. And tonight, as things went through, you know, we were able to, to, to go where we needed to go. And I thought we had an epic first shot. It, it, it's, um, it is a little nice, though. I think that the first couple of weeks are, are also, you know, I'm happy that if you're, if you're watching USA and you're new to the product, like the, the, the fans that have been with us since the beginning, they know. But the, the ones that don't, this is new to them. So giving them that, uh, that first taste and giving that first taste in a little dose and letting them have it for a couple of weeks. I sound like I'm making Breaking Bad or something, but <laughs> but but you give them that little taste of it and then leave them wanting more, and we'll give that to them over these coming weeks. Now, as they get into these characters more, when we hit that first two-week, uh, that first two-hour stride on 10-2, we're going to knock this thing out of the park, and, and we're going to we're going to make sure that people are engaged because by the first two weeks are done, they're wanting more of it. And that, that's the goal of this. It's, it's kind of a blessing in disguise a little bit for me. I like it. Jimmy, you want me to go? Sure. Okay. The format, two matches before the live show, and then also Sean Maluda was used on the live show. So is that something going forward? You're going to do two matches before it goes to TV and sometimes maybe use other type wrestlers and be superstars or anything like that? Yeah, although it's, you know, I mean, look, I don't necessarily think what NXT is going to change. And Sean Maluda's been a, a... a fairly regular performer for us here. Um, you know, he works with Evolve, and he's, I, I like Sean a lot. And, uh, you know, we used him in the Cruiserweight Classic, and, you know, he's grown so much as a performer, and I really, I'm, I'm happy that he gets the opportunity to come here. And, and even in the moments that he had tonight, just just ha- having that opportunity, that's that's a rep, and that's an opportunity to, to put himself in front of the world. That these, to me, are important things, and I think you're going to see a lot of that. There's a massive amount of opportunity here <clears throat> for people within our system, for people that are trying to get in within within that system, uh, for the talent that are working with groups that work with us, like Evolve and things like that, to, to be able to connect them into what we do. I want to keep this fresh. I want to keep it moving. Um, you, know, you saw Imperium uh, here tonight from the UK. You saw Cruiserweight matches with Leo Rush coming back, and... and um, you know, a, a, a slightly different uh, take with the cruiserweight. So, it, it, you know, I think all those things are ways to keep this constantly fresh and evolving, uh, and um, and giving fans something different. You know, in a lot of ways, at all times. As far as the dark matches uh, earlier in the in the night, I think having a few matches prior to us get going allows us to settle into a groove that allows us to to make sure everything is working right and those will also be great content for um for whatever we decide to use them for whether that's a, a you know part of a show part of a network show part of something in a, in a tape format i'm not we're not we're figuring that part out right now i'm concerned about two hours of live every single week but that is definitely something that will be a part of this going forward Okay, we'll go to the phones. One question per outlet, please. Thank you. We'll hear from Mike Johnson with PWInsider.com. Please go ahead. Hey, Paul. How hey, you Mike. doing? 
I'm great. I'm How guessing are you? you're pretty happy. I'm good. I'm guessing you're pretty happy right now. I'm I'm uh, I'm very happy. You know, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's very rare for me at NXT when we do something big or live that I don't walk away happy from it. Um, you know, are, is is this a work in progress? Are there things that I want to do better? Absolutely. Um, I, I'm you know I, I want to be my own worst critic and I want to analyze this and I want to make it better every single time. Uh, but I'm really happy. So my question is the the show is formatted to pretty much be all action. Uh, no promos really on the show other than the videos, very little on the vignettes. Talk a little bit about the decision to put action first and let the personality stand out in the ring foremost as opposed to giving someone like Cameron Grimes a chance to do a promo to establish who he is. Talk a little bit about the decision to not have promos and a lot of mic work on the show tonight. So I, I think we'll approach things – differently at all times but i i do think we did spend if you go back and you broke this apart into that first usa hour and you broke that apart there's a lot of character development that actually happened within those segments it has to be quick and it's got to be hits you don't have you know you don't have a whole segment to have somebody go out there and 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 cut a promo and and build a character in that manner um you know for for me cameron grimes yeah i could have had him go out there and talk I think I built more intrigue in him tonight with what we did. And now I am interested to hear more about him. Um, you know, I, I think though, when we get into the two hours, there's going to be those opportunities to build storylines. You have to do that stuff. You have to give me information, not just in the ring and not just physical, but, but how do you get to those matches? How do you build those characters and those character arcs and those storyline arcs to get to where the matches themselves mean the most they can mean. You have to do that stuff, but the way that you do it, you constantly just have to, to me, my opinion is you constantly have to be giving me fresh, new something, information, something. I got to learn something new. I, I feel like that people's short attention span theater is, is if it's the same thing they've seen. If you're giving me a new piece of information, if you're giving it to me in a different way, if it's a new look, if it's a something more, I'm intrigued by that and I want to stay and watch it. So those are things we'll work on as we move forward. Um, tonight was a, clearly a particular type of show for a particular reason. Going forward, they'll all be particular types of shows for particular reasons. They'll just be different. All right. Well, thanks for the time. Thank you. We'll hear next from Jason Powell with ProWrestling.net. Please go ahead. Yeah, hey, Paul. Uh, how hey, Jason. Would, hey, how, how different would the second hour have looked and been booked had it actually aired on USA Network? And if you had competition running against you, did, did you kind of take a little bit of a lighter approach with some of that by featuring some of the more, I, I guess, I guess everyone's developmental to a point, but it did seem like you had some talent on there that maybe wouldn't make the cut other weeks, or am I mistaken? No, look, to your point of the developmental, I, I believe in this business, you're developmental till the day you stop getting in the ring. You learn every single time you're in there. The day that you stop learning about what's next in this business and what's coming up and what's new and, and stop growing, you should stop because you're, 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 you're done. Um, so everyone is developmental. Um, as far as the people in the show, yeah, look – how would it have been different? Well, one, it would have had commercial breaks. Two, we would have had to go right to the exact moment of going off the air. We, you know, we went off the air earlier as our network, and we could we could tweak some things around and change some things. 
Would that hour have been different? Yes. Would it have been massively different? No. You know, here's the thing. You have two hours. Not everything in there can be, uh, you know, pouring gas on a fire. Right. You you have to have moments and times. You know, it's a funny thing in the world when people watch a Game of Thrones or something like that. There, there have to be some episodes or at least some moments within those shows where they're building to something bigger. If everything is just, a, a, you know, a massive explosion, then it's just, it's all the same. It doesn't mean anything. So you have to have the, that ebb and flow and you have to have that stuff. I want to dis- I want to debut new characters. I want to get new performers out there. I want to give opportunity to people, one, that are returning or that they haven't seen in a while or two, that they, they've never seen and, and give it to them in that manner. Uh, but to do that, you have to, you have to do things differently, shake things up and you, and you have to have those moments where, you know, you're, you're going to rely on fans to go like, Hey, this is somebody new, but you know what? I, w- I want to give them a shot, right? I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave because I've never seen this person before. I'm going to leave because not, I'm going to not leave because I'm interested in finding out more about them because we've done a good enough job before you see them the first time of building some hype around it that you're interested in it. And that's really what I want to do is just keep people interested. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. We'll hear next from Connor Casey with comicbook.com. Please go ahead. Hey, Connor. Thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Um, I think a lot of fans were really surprised to see Leo Rush back in the fold tonight. Um, was his return something that was planned out ahead of time, or was this a fairly recent development? Um, no, it's something we've been talking about for a while, but look, look the, the, this whole thing of uh, NXT on USA, while we've been talking about doing it for a year and a half, two years, then when it finally happens, it's a recent development. Because um, until it actually happens, you know, uh, it hasn't happened. So until we knew what was going on, there was a bit of a of, of a lag there, and, and uh, you know I'm 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 just really excited. Leo Rush is one of the he's just a phenomenal, um, energetic, and uh, and money performer to me, and and I'm thrilled that we can uh, put him in this show and and uh, have him showcase what he does. He was spectacular tonight. He and Oni both tore it up, and and. Uh, Yo, that that's what this is about. And we'll hear next from Nick Houseman with Wrestling Incorporated. Please go ahead. Hi, Paul. Thank you so much for hey, taking hey. the time. Uh, yeah. Hey. Uh, so Champa released this video earlier today. Very cool video where it looked like he was ready to get back into action. Uh, what's the latest with Champa? Has he been cleared to return? He is uh, getting very close. You know, uh, when when you when you come down to the end, <clears throat> unfortunately, I've been through a lot of these. When you come down to the end, there's this point in time where you are just chomping at the bit. You're ready to go. You feel like you can move the world, um, and yet the doctors are still like just giving a bit more, like just take it slow. That that last couple of percent to getting to a hundred percent is the most. Uh, frustrating part for an athlete because you feel like you're ready to take on the world and you just can't quite yet. And um, he's ready. He's as close as, you know, he can get. Uh, but when they give him the green light, uh, 
he is the racehorse right now stomping and pushing against that gate. And when that doctor tells him go, he's going to come flying out of there. Cool. Hey, Paul, thanks so much. Congratulations on a great show tonight. Thank you very much. And we'll hear next from Kelly Wells with PWTorch.com. Please go ahead. Hi, Kelly. Paul, thanks for a show. How are you doing? Thanks for a show full of uh, surprise tonight. Thank so, you very much. Using the Raw like and the Manhattan Center, an example, um, other live shows have originally emanated from the same arena week after week. But is NXT unique in that the decision to stay at full sale for the foreseeable future allows talents to remain grounded at the Performance Center? And what role did the crowd play, given that we know that this crowd will react positively not only to the existing talent, but the addition of the cruiserweights? Um, so I think that the decision to stay here was many, you know, there was many uh, thoughts and different components that went into it, business-wise, our partnership here. Um, but for me, also, too, um, you know, when, when we say we are NXT, this is, that's a part of it. This crowd that's here, a lot of them have been coming to this since day one and they come to the shows and they support the shows or, or, you know, around Florida and they're a part of this. And we have people travel in from all over the place kind of, and come to Florida on their vacations or whatever. And part of the, what they do while they're here, they're looking for a, for an NXT event to go to. And, and that's a really cool thing. And they've been such an integral part of that. When I say we are NXT, I mean them. We, all of us, the talent, the crew, the everybody, they're a part of this team that made this thing work. And they are as well. So there's, there's a part of it for me, like emotionally, that I go, yeah, I don't want to do this anywhere else. I want to do it right here. And I want these people that are here every single you know, show that we've done, I want them to be able to stand up uh, on the USA Network, the number one network on cable television, and to be able to stand up and let their voices be heard and show who they are and how proud they are of it. They got it to where it is. As much as we did, the talent did, the crew did, the everybody else did, but they were there for it. And I'm, and, and this is the thank you, right? This is the this is the moment in time they get to come on the ride with us and they get to experience this as well and, and be a part of this live. So, you know, when, when this building here at, at Full Sail University, the Full Sail Live, which, you know, is, might as well be called the NXT Arena, um, when, when they're live and something is good, there is no more energetic environment uh, than here. It's a, it's a crazy vibe here. And, and, you know, I love it. And to me, I, this is the thank you. Thank you for, for helping us get to where we are. And thank you for coming along the ride and continue to come along with us because we're just getting started, you know? Yes, absolutely. Uh, thanks for a great show. Thank you. Hey right, guys, two more questions and then we'll call it a night. And we'll hear next from Ryan Satin from Pro Wrestling Sheet. Please go ahead. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Paul. Killer show tonight. Hey, Paul. Killer show tonight. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, for the people who are watching at home, and I don't even know if you know this yet because you were obviously very busy tonight, uh, but there were massive issues with the WWE Network tonight where people were trying to log in and they couldn't. There was all these password issues. Do you have any ideas? Has there been any word brought back to you yet on what might have caused that? 
Uh, you know, so I, I, I heard about it. Um, I, I don't believe, from my understanding, just from what I've heard so far, I don't believe it was a, a massive widespread thing. You know, like bad news travels fast. <laughs> but I don't believe it was as big as it was kind of put out there to be. I think there was a select um, uh, grouping of people that couldn't log in or something. Um, to my understanding, the great thing is yeah. with the WWE Network, um, once the issue was addressed and fixed, uh, they could log right in and you can go back and watch it uh, right now on demand and uh, you can watch it whenever you want. So it's it's sitting right there. Um, you know, with the platform comes comes little glitches and issues. Um, I know we're they're in the process of figuring it all out and, and hopefully it's something that'll never happen again. And, um, you know, uh, for our for our fan base that was was there watching it, uh, they can go back and, and watch it right now. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, last question. And we'll take our last question from Sean Ross Sapp with Fightful. Please go ahead. Hey, Sean. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, of course, the, one of the big discussions is how much would Vince McMahon, if at all, have any hand in this show? Did you get any input from him before, during, or immediately after this show? Maybe any any tips, anything of that nature? I, I, I received a bunch of texts uh, from him throughout the day. Uh, you know, excited and excited to see it and, uh, you know, wishing us luck, especially as they got close. You know, he, he was sending me little texts, counting me down uh, to 20 minutes, you know, um, which I thought was great because, uh, uh, you know, it's, it was just fun. But, um, and then he, he sent me a few uh, texts during the show. He watched the entire thing. Um, I'm sure he's at the office, probably in a meeting uh, while he was doing it, but um, he enjoyed it. He loved it. And uh, thought Talent did a hell of a job. Thought they knocked it out of the park. Um, you know, he, he was excited. He sent me a, a, a massive congratulations after it was over and was thrilled with the product. You know, um, it's it's a funny thing because, uh, you know, people don't give him the credit. It's, it, he embraces the difference. He embraces the difference. The product should be different. And he embraces that difference and is, and is all into that difference. And you um, can see the difference and, and – uh, you know, it's like liking different types of music and, and one thing might be somebody's cup of tea, something else might be the other, but you can appreciate all of it. And I think that's the, you know, the best way of saying it is he, he absolutely appreciated, um, and, uh, and thought it was great. So, uh, you know, he sent me a congrats to us, to the crew and to the, to all the talent. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. I'm sorry. Was you saying one more? Was that the, that was, was, that, that was the, okay? Uh, well, uh, you know, I thought we had a spectacular night, and I appreciate everybody's support on this and and wanting to be involved. And I, uh, you know, appreciate all the conversation around it. Um, you know, obviously, we'd be doing this every week. I don't know that that doing every single thing every week is is the best way to do it. But I, I want to keep these doors open. I want to keep these conversations going, and uh, and let you guys help be a part of, of this and and uh, make it the best show that we can make it. My goal is as good as everybody feels it was tonight. There are some things I want to do better and uh, we're going to make this the best show on television. That's, that's the goal. So, uh, you know, I was thrilled. My hat's off to everybody and I thank you all for the, for the support tonight. Thank you very much.
Down here in Pickenton, New York, the home of the Rumble Ponies, the AA affiliate of the New York Mets for Excite Wrestling. Our very special guest here on WrestlingInc.com, M-Dog, Matt Cross. And Matt, a storied career and such a cool event here today. Talk about this and getting a chance to have a day show out here on the field. Yes, yeah, Sunday afternoon. Normally this time I'd most likely be sleeping. I mean awake, being productive, right. but let's be honest, I'd be asleep. Uh, so uh, it's nice to already be done, yeah. uh, but a great day. We're outside. The weather's good. It's still technically summer, I believe. So did some wrestling on a Sunday afternoon. You can't beat that. Yeah, you really can't. And, uh, you know, we're diving your career here today. And uh, we've talked in Binghamton before uh, down at the Legion and things like that, where Excel has some great shows. And you've had some tremendous matches over the years. And I uh, want to talk about some of your past experiences. Uh, I'm one of the original Tough Enough episodes, you know, the seasons, and to work with guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin and to get that perspective of your career. Um, looking back now, certainly uh, such a blessing to be a part of that. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, the biggest uh, and most surprising takeaway was that, like, I'm half friends with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So he called me uh, after the show wrapped up, which I didn't expect, and I'm sure he wasn't contractually obligated to do so, uh, and just sort of was very encouraging and anything that uh you know he offered his help and, and we're sort of in touch to this day um and anytime i've ever called him he's, he's answered and i sort of have this open platform with him to kind of pick his brain and stuff so it's really crazy and he like genuinely cares about wrestling and the guys so it's it's sort of refreshing and cool and like he's everything you want him to be mm-hmm. like he's not just a character like he's i've called him and he's like i'm fixing to take a lap around the pasture and, and you're just like <laughs> Oh man, like, okay, like this is what he really does, you know, he's just on his ranch and just a straightforward guy. So um, that was the coolest part of the whole experience for me. I mean, obviously, you know, because it was so intimidating, just the thought of meeting him and then for him to be so sort of encouraging was really nice. Yeah, it certainly is. You hear the event, you know, clanging and banging behind us here with the announcer going on, but uh, here in Binghamton, and you do hear that. It's so refreshing to have guys who support each other in any industry, let alone wrestling. And, uh, you know, for your career, obviously American Ninja Warrior, a lot of people reference that for you. Lucha Underground, AEW, you're in that, you know, match against MJF as well. Uh, Just talk about Ninja Warrior. I mean, how special was that? I just had a high school reunion the other day, and everyone's like, hey, we saw you on TV. And it's like a weird-ish question, because you sound like you're going to be a jerk, because you're like, from what? You know, because there's so many different, I assumed it was some kind of wrestling thing. Everybody was talking about Ninja Warrior, Mm -hmm. which I did once, one time, but the the reach of it, I mean, I guess primetime NBC... Uh, I'd love to do it again. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I just think a giant adult obstacle course is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Like, if you could do it and it wasn't televised, I'd be all over it. But right. you kind of have to be on the show, so I'm like, sure enough, whatever. I'm there, I'm there. I just want to do it. I feel yeah. like my skills are, are suited for that, and it just would be fun, you know? Um, we ended up filming at, like, 3 in the morning because the course has to be dark. It was St. Louis. It snowed earlier that day. <laughs> you could see our breath. It was so cold and so late. Um, but and it's so nerve-wracking. I thought, okay, I'm a wrestler, I'm used to cameras, I'm used to lights, all these nerds aren't going to be used to this stuff, that's going to be my leg up on the competition. And we get there, and then I realize, wait, I'm used to cameras and I'm used to lights, but I'm used to doing what I know and love. I don't know what I'm doing here. So as I line up on the thing, I was like, what am I, like, what am I doing? Like, I should be at home asleep, like... I'm an idiot. Like, if I fall off into this water and look like an idiot, like, I'm going to do it on national television. I'm one of the guys that tries to, I did 11 years of competitive gymnastics. I still 
eat the same way, train the same way, think the same way. I'm, I still feel like I'm doing competitive gymnastics. So I want our sport to get that same sort of respect. And it's not, I didn't leave one of the world's toughest sports and then go, oh, I could take it easy in wrestling. I mean, the guys that have done well in pro wrestling are guys like Kurt Angle, who's an Olympic yeah. gold medalist. So that's the mentality I want to carry forward at all times. So taking that into Ninja Warrior, I was like, I, I have the weight of the industry to some degree on my back. If right. I fail, we all look bad. I, right. I want to do well so people are like, oh, maybe these hokey wrestlers <laughs> have something to them, you know, um, which you shouldn't be thinking of at the starting no, gate. So I signed up for the show thinking this will be fun. And when I got there, I put all this undue pressure on myself. So I, so I was happy. I didn't fall in the water, uh, but I'd love to do it again. Uh, I've taken up rock climbing since to kind of improve my ninja-specific skills. And uh, I'd love to, the opportunity to, to do it again. That'd be pretty special. What's more nerve-wracking, the high school reunion? Or Ninja Warrior, definitely Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior was Ninja Warrior was scary. The high school reunion, everyone. It's like the telephone game, so yeah, people have just heard tidbits of what I do, so it sounded way cooler. Yeah. So they're like, "You're the most famous person ever," and it's like, "No." <laughs> they, they all thought it was way cooler yeah. than what it actually is. <laughs> well, you know, you never know what the future is going to hold. Certainly, your career, uh, an amazing, amazing career so far. It's still more to come. Uh, Want to ask you about AEW? Obviously, you know, you took on MJF, and arguably right now they had a big event last night, crowning their first champion, and Chris Jericho uh, with AEW. But uh, MJF considered one of the top heels, if not the top heel, in that promotion right now, and you've had a chance to to clang and bang with him in the ring. Yeah, several times. Uh, we wrestled for uh, Fest Wrestling in Florida. We wrestled for old-timey wrestling in Ohio. Uh, we wrestled at Limitless in Maine. So um, at the uh, at All In was our my favorite match that we've had. So, you know, the biggest audience, that was the time to really pull it all together, and, and we did. I was, I was really proud of it. And we were in a position starting that show off that I think people overlook a little bit because first matches are really where you set the tone, especially with a new product like that where they're trying to change the entire industry. Not to say that if we had flopped, the concept would flop, but it's the first taste right. of this stuff, you know, what, what is essentially now the, the pilot for, for what is now All Elite Wrestling. So, you know, the pressure was on for us, and I think we were put there because they believed in us, and I, and I like to think that we delivered, and I had a great night. My flight was at 8 in the morning the next day, <laughs> and I decided to be at the airport at 7. I didn't even go to sleep, so I was wow. awake all night. Just, just It was the most, like, fired up I've ever been. My buddy was there in the back with me, and probably shouldn't even admit to any of this stuff <laughs> i was like we have to fight dude like we have to real life fight right now and my buddy's just like can we can we not but i had that much energy where i was like either you and i fight or i'm going to the parking lot and just punching people like wow. but it, it, i've never been like it was just like this unworldly adrenaline. Yeah. adrenaline rush where it's like an uncontrollable i was like let's go i don't need i'm straight edge i don't even drink and i'm like let's go get in a bar fight like right now because i can take on a hundred dudes like yeah. It was the most like psyched I've ever been, but just to—that's why we do this, right? Like that's—it was such a pure moment, and I loved it. I loved every part of it. Um, and it was great because I've done big shows with big crowds, but they've been—we were doing tours of Spain, where it's ten thousand people every night. I did seventy thousand people in France, twenty-three thousand in Mexico City. They've always been overseas, so to have that experience with my buddies in the United States, I was like, here we go! Like finally, I've been working however many years to to do this in the country that I live in. Right. So it was just an incredible experience for, for that reason as well. You know, and we're talking about AEW, WWE, all these big promotions, and obviously AEW's making so much of a splash right now, and it's it's the sizzle of it right now that a lot of people are looking at, and they're loving. And so where's the future hold for them in your, in your mind? Obviously, they want to keep getting better, getting stronger, and certainly what's the future hold for you as well? 
I think for them and me, it's the same thing. It's just opportunity. Like, we're all, what a great time to be a wrestling fan. Like, things haven't been like this in the modern era, like, for 20 years, since 98, 99. Like, and we've been sold false alternatives so many times. We're like, this is the new whatever, and it ends up just being, like, WWE Light or Diet WWE. And then finally, all of a sudden, like, the stigma is being removed. Like, we're allowed to like wrestling. Like, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds. doesn't have to be just for children. There's different... And we're all coming together and just enjoying that excitement. So, it's a great time for every, for them to be involved and to bring new fans involved. And I just... I, I can't wait to see... I'm like 20 years in, and I feel like I'm getting warmed up. And not in some kind of cliche, whatever. Like, I know for a fact, all my best matches are coming. All my best feuds are coming. All my... Like, my biggest fans who are going to, like, buy my socks and wristbands... They don't even know I exist. Like there's somewhere in the world they've never even seen me, and like that's what pushes me forward. Because I'm like, oh man, like these people that are gonna sustain me for years to come don't even know I exist yet. So I don't know where I end up, but but I know that like what a time for to do this. And even if I stay in independent wrestling, I mean, like I feel like I'm the last independent wrestler in the world right now. So I'm so busy. Uh, I was we're sharing off camera that yeah. like next week I leave for a month. So it's like. I'm going to Switzerland and France and Belgium. Belgium be the 27th country I've wrestled in. Wow. So, I mean, to do that with, with, with no one pushing me and just my own... I'm a punk, so to do it that <laughs> punk rock way and just the true DIY spirit of, of going out there and just making things happen without a blueprint or an outline, uh, you know, I take a lot of pride in that. And, and I just... It's, it's awesome to, to... The cliche of it's, I'm doing what I love for a living um, and it hurts really bad. But it's also awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, well, Matt, final question right here for WrestlingInc.com. It's just right here. I, you've been in so many just curtain sellouts, just uh, barn burner matches that have really stolen the show. Uh, your style of wrestling is second to none. And what makes a great wrestling match? Match or wrestler? I guess match. Oh, boy. There's so many factors, and a lot of them are intangible, and I think that is like the drug-like aspect of this, because we all try, we always, we always experience it, or we hope to experience it like once in our lives, like something like All In, where me and MJF, and you get so high that it's a combination of, of the, the competitors, the audience, and that's what I like about wrestling too, because it's like the symbiotic relationship where if you and I play a basketball game and no one's there, the, the results still matter. It still counts. It still goes in the record books. But you can't have a wrestling match in front of nobody. It doesn't doesn't work. It's not the art form doesn't unfold in front of no one. Right. So we're all in this together. So you can have the best match ever, but if the crowd isn't where it needs to be, it's nothing. You can have the best crowd ever, and the and and the, and the the wrestlers aren't where they need to be. So you're just hoping for that perfect moment. And and a lot of it's like, if not all of it is like unpredictable. You know, sometimes it's just these these magic moments, and that's what we're all we're all after you know like i said i, I hate to make it like a, a drug reference but that's what it can be like and it's like that's what we're, we're searching for because we've all experienced it um so a lot of it's un intangible you know you don't know what's gonna bring the crowd that alive i mean of course there's inside of this and that that you hope to make it work but sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't and you just hope that all those pieces fall together and, and, and it truly creates magic and the fans know it too because they all have whatever their favorite matches their favorite moment like I don't even need to explain it because it's like a lot of nonverbals, you know. Right. It's like we, we all know those those things that we've been attached to in wrestling and those moments and, and, and where that where that magic comes together and that's that's what makes it good. Uh, so you do what you can to hope to create those moments. Yeah, well, Matt, I think there's plenty more certainly in the future. And thank you so much for taking the time for us right here at WrestlingInc.com. M-Dog, Matt Cross, he's going to be hitting a ring near you very, very soon. We're checking out.
Thank you, Justin, for joining me at the top of the show to talk all the news of the day. Uh, thank you to Triple H for the time last night after NXT's USA debut for the media call. And thank you, Andy, for going out and getting that interview with Matt Cross. And, and of course, thank you all for tuning in and listening. This has been a great week for the Winkley. A lot of great news has been dropping. A lot of great interviews. we got even more great interviews set up for next week. Uh, and, of course, the news never stops. Um, we are going to be covering this Saturday night GCW's Nick Gage Invitational 4, which takes place in my backyard here in Chicago. So if you're looking for something to do Saturday night, tune into that. Follow along on the site. Jump into the comments section. By the way, I went into the Wrestling Inc. Slack channel last night. I was talking with the, the crew about uh, what they thought of the show. And uh, I was hit up by our com. I don't really read a lot of the discus stuff, the comment stuff, because it's uh, you know, I mean, I have per- I, mean, I suffer from anxiety. I read what you people write; it drives me nuts sometimes. Um, uh, but uh, I was told over a thousand comments with just it, within the first hour. That's insane. The uh, the amount of traffic NXT did last night. That's great. That's yeah, nice. it's very good. It's very good. Um, and so uh, yeah, so uh, thank you for the support checking out the site if you want to check us out and find all the rest of our podcast go over to the wrestling inc audio channel uh on itunes five star ratings always appreciated nice comments always appreciated uh, i'm actually going to be heading over to wrigleyville here the most beautiful wonderful part of chicago uh to go check out the wwe moving truck the smackdown moving truck so check out uh, our social media channels later so you can find out what's going on with the truck this generation I hope somebody hits you with a hot dog i'll <laughs> be yeah okay Go! Thanks for the hot dog. Support Brendan Williams. Buy his jersey. That's what I'll yell at him. Uh, all you, all you bro, frat boy, pieces of trash in Wrigleyville. It is, dude. It's so broy over there. Actually, now it's like family oriented. The families are driving out the bros. It's quite a confrontation going down in Wrigleyville at the moment. The bros are headed south, dude. Oh my God! Ten thousand Matt Riddles walking the street. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's like a whole new spinoff of The Walking Dead. Oh man! Uh, all right, I apologize. To, uh, actually, I don't apologize. To you. If you if you live in or around Wrigleyville, you know good and well what I'm talking about. I owe you nothing. You know good and well what you are now. Own it. You know it. I was there. I used to wear the backwards hat, tattered shorts. What's wrong with a backwards hat? I wear that. What's wrong with that? You know, here's the thing. I've moved away from backwards hats as I've gotten older because uh, as an adult, I've realized the purpose of a hat is to guard your eyes from the sun. So if you're not going to use it for that purpose, like why why wear the hat, right? Well, sometimes I wear it because it, my, my sunglasses that I'm wearing with it might uh, just slide on better with the, with the brim of the hat on the back end of my head. Okay, fair. Okay, fine. I'm not really a hat guy anyway, so I don't want to throw too much shade at, at hat people. But you're all in you. I have, I have I have I have to wear a hat to to protect this large balding dome of mine. <laughs> See, that's the thing is I have a luxurious head of hair, so I'm anti-hat. I just let it go, man. Right, little part to the side, poof, off and walk in the streets. Uh, Justin, what do you want to plug put over here to wrap up the show today? Follow me on social media at Justin Labar, and like I like I uh, did the run in earlier. Like I said, October second, if you can get to Pittsburgh, watch history with me. Watch wrestling history; It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you can banter about wrestling and uh, uh, enjoy some adult beverages and not film a police officer in the bathroom. Don't don't do that. Don't get drunk and film officers peeing. Don't get drunk and film anybody peeing. Just don't pee. Don't film people peeing. All right. Thank you very much for good tuning good in. life tip. <laughs> good life tip to end the Winkley this week. Don't film people urinating unless that like it's all consensual you know whatever i'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole okay thank you all for tuning in unless she's into that i would shy (laughs) away from yeah 
You know, what you adults want to do behind in your bedrooms, that's whatever. It's just don't get drunk and film people peeing in the open non-consensually. That's a good way to get in a lot of trouble. So we all learned that here today. All right. And with that, thank you for tuning in. I am at Wink Rebel over on Twitter. And remember, if you winked, you didn't miss it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.